Welcome, welcome. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I am one of your hosts, MaxBot5000, along with your other host, C3P, Shreyas. And we are going to talk about sports. Amateur Hour! Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 104 of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports and brought to you by the Believe Network. Every topic, every team, everywhere. Hashtag, do you believe? We have a championship, Shreyas. We have champions on our hands, uh, and we have Twitter beef. (laughs) So... This is going to be juicy. Uh, let's kick things off, though, Shrey. Get those good vibes rolling and give us our weekly highs. The weekly highs. All right, Max. I'm going to start with our sports high because you just mentioned it with the championships, and that is the Denver Nuggets have won an NBA title for the first time ever in their history. Yeah, ever. 27 years. Right. And when you thought when you think about the Denver Nuggets, I feel like when we talk about how long they've been, right, they've been in the ABA. They I think they have an ABA title, but they they've never won in the NBA. We talk about like these droughts. I don't feel like the Nuggets never come up, right? We 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 always used to talk about the Red Sox and the Cubs and the Kings and the you know what I mean? Like those teams that are like really down bad. But the Nuggets never seem to like come up in those conversations. But then when you look at man, it's been forty-seven years they've been in the NBA and they've never been been close, um, right? Yeah, yeah, they've never they never made it to the finals. Finals, right? And then to win it now is just an incredible accomplishment. So I wanted to give them their props, and we'll we'll definitely delve in more into this NBA yeah, final series. But absolutely, because um, there's some stats that are totally worthwhile uh, and i think yeah. a fantastic performance from Jokic, murray and really the team as a whole but yeah we'll, we'll dive into that but that's yeah that's good what about personally how are you doing so personally max um you may know this i love me a jersey i love me i love me a throwback jersey in general mm. so mm. i was out uh thrifting the other day and i found a a throwback jersey for like 30 bucks out of nowhere. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was in pretty good, it was in good condition. It was, um, it was a Pittsburgh pirates, 1982, uh, Mitchell and Ness, you know how they do the replicas. Yeah. Uh, 1982 Willie Stargell Jersey, uh, outfielder. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was like a deep cut. Um, and I love it. I love it. I love me. And I love the pirates colors too, like the black and gold and the yeah. old font and like it just pirates on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I got to cop this. It's a, it's a must have for my collection. So yeah, I got a good, I got a good collection going and uh had to add what, one to the. What year was it? Try 82. It's an 82 replica. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. These are great. I just looked it up. Oh yeah. Clean. That's. As black and gold as it gets. Clean. I like yeah, I that. love the black and gold. Nice. Black and yep. yellow. And there is Stargill right there. All right. Yeah. Cool. All, yeah. So I was like, oh, I was that's like, a great like a find, dude. That's a great find. If you can go but, thrifting and get a little gold. Well, yeah. In the in the in the Mitchell and Nesses, you know, they like if I were to get them like off the internet or whatever. Oh, retail. Oh <laughs> my god. 
hundred bucks minimum. It's, it's like hundred. It's like one hundred fifty minimum right now. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. 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 So you got to okay. you got you got to look at you got to look at the the resale places or just like if you ever go into like a a thrift or like a you know what I mean like a place that might sell like like a Burlington Coat Factory type place or some of that like fire. Yeah, yeah. The fire. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, Trey. That's a W. W. Sweet. I'm going to bring things down to the lows. <laughs> the lows. Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go with my personal low. Uh it literally just happened to me today, the day of recording. Um I am reminded why I don't play pickup basketball in public gyms. Uh I had a good little scare today. Uh everything is okay as of right now, but is playing pickup uh, f- f- within the first couple plays of the game, loose ball comes out. I'm running. It's nobody's around it. I'm running to go pick it up. My teammate, who is a very large man, for lack of better words, and not like athletic large, just large, a lot of weight, um, goes from standing to laying on the floor. And as he does that, he he just literally like lays on my leg, pushes my knee inwards in a way that it's not supposed to bend, literally asking for an ACL tear. If I didn't fall with him or like if he came down in a slightly different angle or a little bit harder, my literally my knee is done. There's nothing I can do about that. 200 pounds plus coming down on your leg in the wrong angle. I don't care how strong you are. Uh, like I said, knock on wood, everything is okay. I've, I'm taped up right now. May go to the doctor later this week if it like proceeds to swell and like get worse. Mm-hmm. But I can I can like walk and I can bend it. So... Dude, I don't know Knock what he's thinking. Did he think he was gonna get a, a Tommy point or something? Like, like on the we're, hustle, we're the, the hustle, hustle, hustle award? Like, like, dude, let let your teammate do his job. Why are you trying to like? He wasn't even. Dive. That's the thing is he wasn't even close to the ball, and he just decided to just like lay out. And it's in the middle of the court too. I was literally just running. It was right in front of me. I could have just bent over and picked it up. And as I went and I was approaching the ball, he just, huh. So, uh, yeah, it was scary. Like I heard my knee pop. And I was down for a little bit and like it, it hurt right away. So I was like, okay, that's not good. Yeah. But you know, the guys in the court helped me up. They, they were literally standing over me. They're like, do you need a sub? I'm like, you probably, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, that's the thing is like when there are people waiting and they see someone injured, I don't know. Oh no, they dude! It was like, it was sharks in the water. Yeah, it, it, it was yeah. it was. No, it's like, I'll go. I'll go. It's like no one's like the, like you're still on the ground. I like, literally on the still court. on the ground, and they're and like, so "Hey, like, you need a sub." Like, I'm like, you need yeah, one? whatever. Hey, you need one? You need one? It's like, yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, yeah. Let's not give me an ice pack. Let's just figure out what the score of the game is. Yeah, nice, nice, time. nice, dude. Nice. That no, sorry, that's exactly what it was. So that's that's my weekly low. Uh, that like, <laughs> scary. So, yeah. Anyway, in other news, uh, my sports low is if you're Zion Williamson, you're having a really tough time. <laughs> Trey just did a spit take on air. Uh, if you're Zion Williamson, you're having a really tough week. Uh, your buddy, by the name of Mariah Mills, an adult actress, OnlyFans, and adult film star, uh, whom you had a entanglement with, has now gone public. And gone to Twitter in the form of 200 or so tweets, Bro, completely dragging violating. your name through the mud. And Absolute let's violating. say these tweets are graphic. Yeah, grotesque. She, she, grotesque. She has gone 
to describe your encounters, uh, she has gone to describe how upset she is. She has gone to share some of the receipts, the the alleged payment receipts of money that you have sent her. Uh, in the Didn't form she of like pens. post a video of herself at a at a Pelicans game or something too? At, like- at a Pelicans game, watching him, she's like, "Wow, I flew out to your city just to watch you lose." Your game Yo, is trash. So flagrant, dude. I w- but then she was like, I'm in love with you and you violated our trust. You got another girl pregnant. Uh, a whole just slew, a litany of disgusting tweets. Uh, where, again, if you're Zion, tough. Yo, I'll give him props. He hasn't, I don't think he's responded to any of them. He has not said a thing. He has uh, not said a thing. That's like she, good PR. That's good well, PR. Training he, right did, he did text her. And then she oh yeah yeah but she text. posted that yeah I saw that that's which is yeah, brutal yeah. like that's there is brutal. no trust yeah there is a violation crazy. of all of your privacy that's some I mean, Kanye like, yeah that's some Kanye West Kim Kardashian remember that yeah like level I mean yeah. she, is, she is posting receipts she is posting bank statements Ugh. Zion is paid as as of right now if we're only counting these he has paid upwards of sixty five thousand dollars to see her. Oh. On on multitude of occasions. So, uh, the 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 best tweet though, the best tweet was, <laughs> "You were too busy focusing on me when you should have been getting in shape and playing basketball." Bro, that's a low blow. Because that's wow, the, like she's some like NBA savant. <laughs> <laughs> Snip Bayless, is, yeah, yeah, that's a Skip, Skip Bayless. Bayless of, that's Bella's tweet. That's a skip Bayless. It's like it's like it's like she's not even watching basketball. She's just like, oh, let me let me let me ride on this trade that's everyone's been going on for the past like two and a half years. <laughs> Mariah Mills to Zion is what Skip Bayless wants to be to LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! I mean, she is dragging his name through the mud. The draft class of 2019, featuring Zion Williamson and John Morant, has now earned the affectionate nickname of Guns and Buns. <laughs> for both those two star players in interest uh in those two subject matters so i, I am as a zion hater a part of me is thrilled but as a normal person and somebody who would just like wow i mean this is this is insane it's over the top you gotta feel uh, you you gotta feel a little bad like i like how he's handled his career so far on the court i mean that's what like, i hate on that's this different is, this is yeah this is separate this is, this personal, is personal business this is personal and it's <laughs> coming it's coming to him out of left field and like i mean like hey it's his indiscretion so if at the end of the day whatever happened is true it's that's but that's up that's him right it's like that's not me so it's there, I, 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 that's the part i feel bad about it's like oh, well, oh i agree God. and in this case there's no don't no crimes committed it was a consensual yeah, yeah. relationship between the two. There was no official title. There was no exclusivity. To, even so, you know, infidelity is not a felony. Right. I just, it's it's weird and wild to see him getting drained. I mean, her tweets are extensive. Yeah. And the dude, I don't know, like, the dude doesn't say a lot either. Just in general, like, even before this, like, if you look at media appearances, like, he doesn't do many of them. He doesn't do a lot of, like, he doesn't say anything. To be honest, and uh, good or bad, and his name his name is getting uh, getting muddied by by this girl. Is is yeah? It's kind of it's kind of weird, crazy. So that is the low. If you are a Zion, you just have a lot on your plate. It definitely does not feel good. Um, 
And we'll see and, how this affects his legacy. And we'll talk. We'll talk next week. We'll do a little teaser. Next week, we're going to do the the 2019 NBA redraft draft class redraft. Yeah, a little draft class redraft. So you know all these names that we've been talking about. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna figure out what the real positioning should be. Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, Zion draft. is not number one. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. It'll Spoiler be, it'll alert! Be, it'll be interesting to see how far you have him down. That how far he'll how low can he go? <laughs> how low can he go? We will see next week. All right, Trey. Back onto the positive note. So, grab your forks, grab your knives. We're going meat and potatoes right away. The Denver mm-hmm. Nuggets. Congratulations. That is an impressive feat. You've won the NBA championship. And I think they answer the question, how good is that team and the team construction when they are healthy? Mm-hmm. We can see that they have been a consistently fine playoff team. But now that they had no injuries, right? Minor tweaks here and there. But overall, their stars were healthy. Man, they are an incredible basketball team. Max, when you think about the Nuggets progression, right? In the bubble year, they made it to the Western Conference Finals, right? So that's when they were re- they were all healthy, relatively. In that bubble year, they made it to the Western Conference Finals. Then Murray gets hurt, right? And then you have the two Jokic MVP years, but they don't really get anywhere substantial in the playoffs. This really feels like that. It feels like that next step progression that they had from the Western Conference Finals in the in the bubble was left on hold while Murray was out and that this is the real big step for them, right? This was that next step for them. And it felt like, okay, they were healthy. They made the Western Conference finals. They were healthy again. They win the NBA championship. This made sense in terms of their progression. Absolutely. And you have to, so, so one of the big things for me, and I was thinking about this the other day, uh, one of the big, I guess, kind of critiques that, that we actually kind of shared at a certain point was, you feeling like the Nuggets overpaid somebody like Michael Porter Jr. Right. At a certain point in time when they weren't winning and he wasn't healthy, we were like, dude, you just shelled out the bag for a guy who's given you very, very little return. Even when he's healthy, he doesn't look quite right. Yeah. He got that back surgery. He came back this year. And man, he I mean, he might have shot the ball too much at times, but somebody had to. And then adding those pieces, KCP, acquiring Bruce Brown from the Nets. I mean, developing Christian Brown, a rookie year, really great development. And then just having Jokic playing at an MVP level, Jamal Murray healthy. And, Shrey, you got to give credit to your boy Aaron Gordon. He's a, he's a champion, dude. I can't say anything. I know I know his early early Denver that when he first got traded, I was like, what is this guy doing? What does he, he do? What does he right. do? When you saw him in Orlando, he was – a shifty power forward that could pass the ball, a playmaker uh, that had a jumper. Like he did, he did everything for that team because he had to do everything for that team. And I thought, okay, you're not going to get as much of it in Denver because of how Jokic plays. And, you know, Gordon kind of has um, the, the power forward version of that skill set in a, in a, you know, slightly lesser manner, obviously. But, but I didn't think when he first came into Denver, he was all that good. And I felt like, man, like you would see some of his games and he would be invisible. But he really, this year, uh, took it up a notch. You saw that his scoring went up as a part of this starting lineup. You saw him play defensively, especially in the playoffs, guarding the best guy. Uh, 
the best big guy, the best guy, the like he can guard one through five really. And uh, you saw that kind of culminate in that block on Kyle Lowry yesterday where he just mm. ate, ate it up. <laughs> hungry, oh, hungry. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he just ate it up. Um, and you, he just, his feet, he, he moves his feet so well. Like I think defensively he got way better this year than he's ever gotten Orlando and, and all like, so I uh, yeah, give him his props. Well, so, and that's a testament to a good or middling player in the right system with, you know, the time and attention and coaching and training and development, man, you can take these guys who at one point you may be like, ah, what is he really going to do as he reached the ceiling? And mm-hmm. you can get new heights if they're in the right place and they're happy. So uh, I think that's also a testament too to Denver's culture, right? It's a culture of winning. It's a culture of accountability. And one of my favorite quotes from the middle of this finals, I think it was after game three or four, Jokic said, he said, I'm really proud and happy with this team because we play like we're down and we play like we're hungry and we play like we don't deserve it and we just need to go out there and get it. And I think that mentality, especially when shared by an entire team, is exactly what you need to win championships. We saw years prior when it was really just Jokic, superstar power can only get you so far. Mm -hmm. Now when it's a full team of guys who know their job, do their job and are hungry and, and after it, both offensively and defensively, boom, you get a chip. Yeah, and I it's, it's just incredible to watch um, a team that plays an unselfish brand of basketball. When you think of unselfishness, Max, you normally think of it on the offensive end, right? Like, And they do. They have an unselfish brand of basketball on the offensive end the Nuggets do. But they play defensively unselfish as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like where they don't get down because – they didn't make a, a basket and they don't, you know, give the same effort on the defensive end. They give the exact amount of effort that they need to, to make up possessions that they, maybe they haven't played well offensively yep. on the defensive end. And that's yep. unselfishness on the defensive. And that's saying, that's saying I'm going to continue to play my role on both ends of the court, regardless of the output of the ball going in the hoop. And mm-hmm. that's something sometimes you can't control, right? Even if you're taking good shots, you may not make all of them. But defensively, you can control your effort, and how. Absolutely. And, and, and so that that's something that I was really impressed about um, with the Nuggets' brand of basketball this year. They just have so many role players that are so willing to play their role, not do more than what they can, and not do what more than what they uh, need to need be doing to do. at a certain yeah. time, right? Yep. But also, Michael Malone allowed them to be in positions where they played the best. Like I saw, I saw some post game of Bruce Brown after they won and how he taught and he, how he talked about coach Malone basically saying, just play you, right? This is Bruce Brown's best season as an NBA player. Yeah. And it was because uh, Mike Malone basically allowed him to be a ball handler, right? When, when Murray's not on the court Yeah, and it get, and he, improved his shooting his three-point shooting as well like this is his best three-point shooting season of his career so it's just like everyone was so excited to be on a team that cared about everyone else yeah and not as their own like it's yeah just, I, i'm so happy for for a team like that yeah how can you not be yeah in a first time championship my man mike malone great coaching he went up you know with the miami heat he went up against one of the best coaches in the league right now uh a guy who's you know with his championships and his legacy, like he, he is a really, really good coach in Eric Spostra in Miami. Um, 
And let's talk and I, about the longevity of both of them, right? When you talk about Spolstra, 15 years as a Heat coach, and when you talk about years. Michael Malone, this is his eighth year eighth as coach, year. Max. You don't see that very often where... yeah, well, Especially no, today. We just talked about it. Right. We're, we're eight years, no championship. And they're going to still let you continue to work and, and try to build. They yeah. continue, and I, I just, I, I don't know what the Denver media was saying about him at any time during that period about if he was on the hot seat. But I never felt, from a national standpoint, I like just being a fan of the NBA that I thought, oh, Mike Malone's on the hot seat. Like that just that didn't ha- that wasn't how they operated, and that's that's just crazy to me because we see one year of uh, of a, like horrible brands of basketball, and you're out. So um, props to props to the Cronkies and props to the ownership group for, for sticking with Mike Malone and sticking with them through all the injuries of this players and kind of letting them try healthy to get a championship. And it, it worked out for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we could, we could sit here going in circles. Uh, I do want to say though, I want to give credit to the Phoenix Suns because I feel like they gave them the most fight. Yeah. And that, you know, looking at how the Lakers performed against the Nuggets, looking at how the Heat performed against the Nuggets, and, I mean, forget about the Timberwolves. To me, that gives me hope for the Phoenix Suns franchise and the changes that are already taking place and, you know, like continued development of Devin Booker. As Suns fans here in the Valley, uh, I think we have kind of a bright spot still to look forward to. So. Yeah, and Max, I got a, I got a couple stats just from how good this Nuggets team was. Um, one, six players on the finals roster average eight field goals or more. So you could show it, it, it basically. So wow. when we talk about, when we talk about in the regular season, how they shared the ball, right? Like when you have players that are taking shots from all across the roster, regardless of, um, it's not just, you know, your best two players are shooting 20 times a game and everyone else is kind of getting shots when they can. It's like everyone is shooting and not just that. Jokic actually didn't lead the team in field goals per game, field goal attempts per game. He was second to Murray, and he averaged under 15 field goal attempts per game, Max, in the regular season. He doesn't care about shooting the basketball. And when we talk about, okay, he averages 24 points a game, he's doing it under 15 shots a game. It's just insane to me. It's insane to me. And they were first in field goal percentage in the regular season, fourth in three-point percentage. They were fourth in three-point percentage, even though they were 26th in three-point attempts. So when we talk about the Celtics and how many three points they attempted like during the season and how they brought that over into the playoffs, the <laughs> the Nuggets averaged fourth in three point per, uh, percentage in the regular season, but they averaged they were fourth least in in three point attempts per game. So they were efficient in how they scored the basketball outside the arc. Mm. And in the and then in the play, and then they were second in assists per game. And then when they went to the playoffs, they were second to last again in three point per, uh, three points attempted per game, fourth in three point percentage, second in field goal percentage, and third in assists per game. So they mm. never lost track of who they were. Max, they continued. They played a great band of brand of basketball in the regular season, and they stayed that way because they knew it was uh, efficient and feasible for them to continue the way they played because of how because of how they played. Mm-hmm. The stats weren't a fluke when you talked about it, when you talk about it from regular season transferring over, they never had to get hot because they were always in a sense for them hot. And I think those are real, um, 
those are real key stats to me to show that like they've been playing like this the whole year. And if you haven't been watching, then I don't know. It was it was your loss. Seriously, yeah. No, I agree. Um, I, yeah, I, great series. And I think another thing I want to just kind of iterate to the crowd and the masses is if you are a basketball player, a basketball team, this is a great organization and great team play to study uh, mm-hmm. and to kind of look at that and realize how you can be effective on the court by doing so much more than putting the ball through the ring. That defensive consistency and that defensive intensity, like you said, making up for plays that are lost. Because you said it one or two weeks ago, and I think you said it perfectly. It's the Nuggets, because of their coaching and because of their like mentality, they don't let teams slip away. Miami yeah. had the lead for a great chunk. I mean, I would say almost three quarters. Yeah, they had a seven-point lead at half, and it, it, I think it swelled up to ten for a little bit. And then, and then yeah, the Nuggets found them. It's just a couple of shots, and they they found themselves back, you know, four point game, and then they were able to take the lead from there. It was like, and they took the lead. They took that lead in the fourth, and they were yeah. able to turn it around. You know, Miami yeah. was up, um, and so not allowing teams to pull away and continuing to keep playing hard because again, it's it's a game of numbers and it's a game of like you said, just a few shots. And it's so, a game. It was a game where points were hard to come by. It was a very like oh, kind they of rusty game. Well, yeah, to start both teams to start so, that. Game. So it's in that type of game. It's difficult to come back from you know a double digit de- deficit. So that's just that's just the team the Nuggets are. They they don't they don't hang their heads on um on any on any game right, and they kind of play until the finish, both on the offensive and defensive end, regardless of how they're shooting. So. I think that's something a lot of teams can take from. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Shrey, uh, let's get into, you know, now that we've had our championship done and there's no basketball, there's no NBA basketball until October. Sad. Right. Sad. Uh, we do have the draft coming up, which will be exciting. A little bit of summer league action, a little bit of World Cup, but no real regular season stuff. <laughs> let's play a little game. Sam's baseball, which... I mean, hey, <laughs> we got baseball, golf and like women's lacrosse right now. It's it's tough. It's going to be a little bit of a lull, but football season is coming up fast. So, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll be good. Just we'll be good. a couple months and we'll be fine. All right, we'll be fine. <laughs> take deep breaths. Take deep breaths. Take <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. What are, Trey, if we were going to play a little game, what are yeah. your way too early? Because I saw a post already about this. What are your way too early championship contenders? For the coming season. And I mean, this is, we still have trades and offseason moves and free agent signings. I'm sure some coaches are going to be moved around still. Roster reconstructions, right. stars leaving, stars coming and going. What are your way too early top five championship contenders for 2024? Max, that's a good question. I think I'm going to start with, so I'm going to start from my bottom my fifth and then go up. Okay. So my fifth choice for my title early, way too early title contender are the warriors. I think I know they had a, they had a rough go around this year on the road. I don't think this happens twice to them. Potentially. I think they're going to keep everyone the same. I know there are uh, things about uh pool and Draymond, you know, does Draymond leave and other stuff? I don't know. I think, I think I think they're they're good enough to stay in that in that fifth spot to me. Number four, I'm gonna go with the Celtics. Uh, it seems kind of low, considering you know I think they're second or third in uh, betting odds for the title contender for next year for winning the championship. So 
Um, but I I feel down on the Max. I think if there there are no signs that they're going to make any major changes, they uh, haven't. You know, they're continuing with this kind of Joe Missoula, Brad Stevens brand of basketball with you know mm. positionless, and I I don't see them making major changes this year, and it doesn't seem like Brad Stevens and it's. Uh, postseason conference had any plans to do that so i feel down on them so i'm gonna keep with the celtics at four yeah number three i'm gonna go with miami i think that miami considering they're already in the the title hunt over the past couple of years with the roster that they have and how they did it without basically without tyler hero which mm, what a, a tough player he is, right? What he gutted out this this playoffs. He was so good. I think that they're one piece. I think they're one piece away. I think they're one real piece away. And from you know from what Damian Lillard has said about Miami, if that's a potential option, I know we're projecting a trade or something. Along, I'm projecting a trade or something along that lines. But I mm. think that Jimmy Butler has has already said he wants to retire in Miami. He has no reason for moving. He has no reason to leave. No yeah. reason to move. They already have a good roster. I think Hero healthy, Bam healthy. Um, if the only thing now is uh their depth, who do they keep? Who do they let go? Because you know they're going to command some some big bucks on the market. But I think that core is enough to keep them in the finals hunt. And if they get one more piece like a Lillard. Or some, or like a like a Towns, or something, something like that. If they get one big piece, I think they're really they're really going to be a big title contender again next year. And so this is tough, right? When we talk about the last two teams, for me, it's tough to repeat. Max in this league, it's really tough to repeat in this league. Yeah, yeah. It and is. so, and so that that came into consideration for me. And so when I think about that, uh, I actually, and this might be a hot take, no, but I put I, the. I put the Nuggets at two. I can respect it. I can respect I, it. I put the Nuggets at two just for the fact that it's tough to repeat coming up. You know what I mean? They they won the for the first time in forty seven years, and and it, and like it felt like you know what I mean? Like there's always like when you go through a drought like that and you win, it's tough to get back to that, right? When we think about the Red Sox, um, when they won in two thousand four. They didn't win immediately afterwards, right? So it's like it took them a couple of years to get back to that because there is that years. kind of like yeah. you won and then there's a little bit of a letdown factor. And it has nothing to do with their health or how well they're going to play. I think they're going to be number one or, yeah, number one or Golden number State two Warriors in the standings. This year. Golden State Warriors this year. Yeah, so I think they're going to be I think they're going to be really good. So I'm going to keep them at two, the Nuggets. And number one, my my early title contender for, uh, for next year, my – Number one spot is going to go to the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. I think since they won in 2021, they've experienced some real heartbreak, right? When we talk about um when we talk about um, you know, Giannis injuries and Chris Middleton and they're going through their own they're going through their own like tough period during the playoffs, right? They have great regular trade, seasons. Trade Middleton, trade Drew Holiday. Right. Middleton's I, a bomb. Yeah. I think I think I think it's going to be tough with a with a rookie coach, but I think he's that rookie coach has been put into a good position with Giannis, hopefully with the healthy Middleton with Drew Holiday. Um, I kind of trust that operation to make it back to the top, and this is just you know this is just based what off of uh, how I see it from this past season. Mm, I respect it. I respect the takes. Um, 
my list looks a little bit different, but if we're going from the bottom up like you did, um, yeah. I agree with you that the Golden State Warriors still have to kind of uh, be in that run-in. Um, kind of the same philosophy that you had about the Celtics. I feel like what are the moves that they're going to make? How are they really going to improve to be able to get out of the West, get over that hump, stay healthy, mm-hmm. commit to a good brand of basketball? I mean, I think if you boil it down, Clay's decline is 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 a lot uh, faster than Steph Curry's. You yeah. know what I mean? I think I think what we've what we've seen this season in this playoffs. Uh, I think Jordan Poole gets moved. <laughs> a lot of people are hating on him. Draymond, I don't think he's going to have a reason to leave. I I, I really I really don't know what it would be. Yeah. Um, so I think if that if they continue that roster, Wiggins is present for more of the season, right? Because we know that he had that kind of absence for 22 games i think that really hurt them especially going into the playoffs right and like you said it's really hard to repeat i think another wake up year for them it's like okay we won the championship we took our foot off the gas a little bit too much to start the season we had really bad seating we're back in it okay lost in the second round right. um my number four to me is the bucks so mm, okay i think i think you are i think your argument makes a lot of sense to me you're absolutely correct that they could go for it. I think if you new coach puts that's them the down, one, that's the, yeah, that's the one thing I'm thinking about. But so I go right, exactly. So I I go new coach, and I think there's more than just play calling and rotations. It's about the culture that you're building. Now a new coach can step into a culture if the player culture is really strong. They can step into that and really hit their stride. Right, a fresh perspective can always be a really good like thing. Like we talk about Ime. And that's what happened. Like we talk about Ime, he found great success. Well, he, and he, I would even credit him with building some of that culture, right? Holding right. his guys accountable where they weren't before. Yeah. I uh, I can't remember what his name is, the new Bucks coach, but he can do the Adrian same. Adrian Griffin, right? Adrian Griffin. Yeah. All right. It seems like his coaching staff, he's already filling that out nicely. It seems mm-hmm. like some of the players are happy to have him. I go down the Bucks bench and I still see issues with depth, right? Mm. Where is that going to play out? Again, Giannis can only do so much. If Chris Middleton has another bad season like he did this year, because I, I think his season was really not good. Yeah, it wasn't great. You're relying on Giannis and Drew again. You can get a little bit. Again, losing P.J. Tucker, I think, was a big hit. Now you're, again, on injury-prone Joe Ingles. Javon Carter, who I think deserves more time and minutes, but small guard. They're at four for me. They're in the running, absolutely. Yeah. But you also saw a collapse this year to an eighth seed with a perfectly healthy roster minus those two games Giannis was out. Right. Those all play into me. Number three for me is the Suns. So oh, like I okay. said, I still see a bright spot. We heard the rumor, the incorrect rumor that Chris Paul was waived for, for absolutely nothing. What I believe to be more true is they're trying to find an option for him within the organization and try to find him having a place, whether it's, you know, kind of administrative role, a player coach role, maybe staying on as a veteran for a more team-friendly deal. Uh, I think if you lose Chris Paul on the court, I think that's actually a good thing because Mm. that kind of opens. After giving that experience and that leadership to Devin Booker, having him just kind of fully step in. I mean, you know Devin Booker is your franchise player, and we saw how much of a leader and how much much of a great player he really is this year. Obviously, again, he can't do it all by himself, but if you – new coach, right, Frank Fogel – he won the championship. It may have been the Mickey Mouse bubble. I think that's huge. And defensively, that's where his it, mind yeah. is at. Yeah. I think that's huge for the Suns, right? And I think he's going to give a little bit more 
uh, credit and pressure to those role players to step up because that's how he found success in the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Those Alex Caruso's, just like those, you know, Damian Lee's and those Saban Lee's, it's going to put more more of an ask on those guys. I think the Suns have a good shot. Trey, you are also absolutely correct that the Celtics really aren't doing anything. For some reason, I feel like they have a good shot still. If Jalen mm-hmm. Brown has an angry offseason, much like Jason Tatum did last year after you know losing in a bad way when the pressure and the spotlight was on them, I think they have one more good year of like take trying to take this roster one more time. Joe Mazzulla, I think, too, fleshing out that coaching staff, to me, is a big change, right? He lost guys that didn't really want to play for him. He's getting in guys that seem like they want to be a part of the organization. So I'm hopeful and positive that that's going to make the right changes, that they're going to readopt a defensive mindset and, again, hold themselves accountable. For that reason, I'm going to put them at two, but mm-hmm. I can see how you can easily swap that with the Bucks or even put the Celtics down at, like, number five because, they're like you said, they're not making any major changes. And last yeah. but not least – I'm going to go with the Nuggets to, to, to potentially repeat. Like you said, it's very hard. But if I look at team construction and, again, health stays the same, which it may very well not, there's no reason they shouldn't be in the running yet again. Mm. So what was your, what was your five, uh, one through Warrior, five again? Warriors, five, yeah. Bucks four, Suns, three, Celtics, two, Nuggets, one. Okay, Miami I, Heat, I, I like that. I like that. Miami Heat, I'd put them knocking right on the door. I'd put them and the Kings knocking right on the door. Oh, dude, I think I think if the Kings can have one more year and they really put it together, they're just so fun. They could me. be. I, I think I they'd be my championship six. tier, but they're like right there. I think, yeah, I think defensively uh, they need to get better. And I think that'll only come with continuity. But offensively, they were amazing this year. And that's really what put them over the top and, you know, being able to win a series and hang around in that Golden State series as well. Uh, So I think that, yeah, defensively, once they find that real identity, they're going to, yeah, they're going to do some great things. I I really, I really trust that. I still am pissed that I was like two years early on them because I just will never, I will never never live it down because you you had to get clowned. I had to get get clowned and then I was two years too early. It was like, oh. But I, well, now might as well, you can see, see, might I as well say the Rockets are going to make the finals right now. You can still be two years early. Uh, no, I think I'll be gray and old before before that happens. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, they're getting Harden back. Didn't you hear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The well, they're gonna the big three of KPJ, Harden, and Ime is gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna oh be great God. for the Houston nightlife. <laughs> oh my god oh my god all right well these are the way too early takes. Please don't put any weight into these because the rosters aren't even finished being constructed yet. But that's what I pick. All right, Trey. I'm good. You good? I'm good. All right. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. You've been listening to another episode of the Amateur Hour, professional sports podcast. People never play professional sports. I'm one of your hosts, Max, along with the other host, Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.